This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I'm Reverend J. Stewart Glover, and you are listening to Faith Talk. On this platform, we aim to draw relevancy from the biblical text while bringing clarity to our own religious experience. Today is the day that we celebrate and honor the life of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So I thought that it would be a good idea to share some of the words of Dr. King from his book entitled Strength to Love. This book serves as as our primary resource today. Coretta Scott King wrote the foreword to this book, and she writes this, and I quote, If there is one book Martin Luther King Jr. has written that people consistently tell me has changed their lives, it is strength to love. I believe it because this book best explains the central element of Martin Luther King Jr.'s philosophy of nonviolence, his belief in a divine loving presence that binds all life. This belief was the force behind all of my husband's quests to eliminate social evil." Unquote. And relative to the methodology of nonviolence, Coretta Scott King quotes her husband as saying, Christ gave us the goals and Mahatma Gandhi provided the tactics. She goes on to quote her husband and says, at the center of nonviolence stands the principle of love. The nonviolent resistor would contend that in the struggle for human dignity, the oppressed people of the world must not succumb to the temptation of becoming bitter or indulging in hate campaigns. To retaliate in kind would do nothing but intensify the existence of hate in the universe. Along the way of life, someone must have sense enough and morality enough to cut off the chain of hate. And this can only be done by projecting the ethic of love to the center of our lives. So here's a thought. We live in a world today where there is without a doubt, 2023, the struggle between narratives of violence and narratives of justice. Today's political arena seems to openly promote this redemption through violence agenda. And the fuel for the fire of this violent agenda comes through the deliverance of hate language that is occupying the center stage of expression for many people. But Dr. King insists that this engaging violence and, and this violent approach 
by men is certainly not the answer. And neither is closing our religious minds to the activities of wickedness in our society. It is on page 104 of Strength to Love, which happens to be one of my favorite books, that Dr. King makes a bold statement. This statement is an indictment against the religious mind. He says, in spite of the noble affirmations of Christianity, the church has often lagged in its concern for social justice and too often has been content to mouth pious irrelevancies and sanctimonious trivialities. It has often been so absorbed in the future good over yonder that it forgets the present evils down here. Yet, the church is challenged to make the gospel of Jesus Christ relevant within the social situation. Dr. King continues by saying that we must come to see that the Christian gospel is a two-way road. On the one side, it seeks to change the souls of men and thereby unite them with God. On the other, it seeks to change the environmental conditions of men so that the soul will have a chance after it is changed. And as, as if that wasn't enough, Dr. King goes on to say that any religion that professes to be concerned with the souls of men and yet is not concerned with the economic and social conditions that strangle them and the social conditions that cripple them is the kind of religion that has been described as an opiate of the people. Well, beloved, my takeaway from this short quote from Dr. King's Strength to Love in terms of the practice of organized religious religion is this. It's very simple. The old cliche of some folk being so heavenly minded that they are no earthly good certainly comes to mind. Our spiritual walk must not be to the neglect of the suffering that goes on around us. And we cannot embrace God prospering our lives while we close our eyes to our brothers' and sisters' sufferings all around us. So the question today for us becomes, are we willing to look beyond our own salvific experience, beyond God prospering our own lives in many ways? Are we, look to, are we able to look beyond that, and to be there to meet the needs of someone else. Yes, the Bible tells us that faith without works is dead, and religion without love for your neighbor is dead. A self-centered theology 
is antithetical to the concept of a vibrant and blessed community. And then we have the issue of being totally preoccupied with preparing ourselves to get into heaven and assuming that God will take care of everything else. Heaven readiness, as they say, is on our mind. But on a page 140 of Strength to Love, Dr. King addresses this point by saying this. He offers that we must never feel that God will, through some breathtaking miracle or wave of the hand, cast evil out of the world. As long as we believe this, we will pray unanswerable prayers and ask God to do things that he will never do. Dr. King continues, he says, to believe that God will do everything for man is as untenable as the belief that man can do everything for himself. It too is based on a lack of faith. We must learn that to expect God to do everything while we do nothing is not faith, but superstition. So in our short reflection today, Dr. King, from the words of his book, Strength to Love, is inviting us to partner with God in order to bring change into our world. It won't be done by our own efforts and it won't be done by God alone. But as we partner with God, we can usher in goodness, mercy, and justice into this world. So with regard to the eradication of evil in our lives, individually and collectively, Dr. King offers this. Moral victory will come as God fills man and man opens his life by faith to God. Even as the gulf opens to the overflowing waters of the river, racial justice, a genuine possibility in our nation and in the world will come neither by our frail and often misguided efforts, nor by God imposing his will on wayward men. But when enough people open their lives to God and allow him to pour his triumphant divine energy into their souls, our age-old and noble dream of a world of peace can become a reality. But it will come neither by man working alone, nor by God destroying the, the wicked schemes of men. But when men so open their lives to God that he may fill them with love, mutual respect, and understanding and goodwill. 
Social salvation will come only through man's willing acceptance of God's mighty gift. So God is inviting us to partner with him to manifest, to make manifest the will of God being done on earth as it is in heaven. My prayer is that you are encouraged by the words of Dr. King. His words were our primary resource today. You know, it's often good to look at a primary resource as opposed to a secondary resource talking about what the primary resource said and sometimes missing the mark. So I pray that not only are we encouraged by the words that have come from the book Strength to Love, but I pray that we are also led to an appropriate response a response that leads us to working together as a beloved community, walking and working hand in hand with God to bring love, justice, and peace. You have been listening to Faith Talk, and I certainly thank you for being a part of our listening community. I would invite you to visit the website www. .reverendjstuartglover.com and leave your comments on these episodes which are certainly open for criticism. You can also, on the website, register as a guest on the show. You can contact me directly by email and even leave me a voicemail. I want to thank you again for being a part of the listening audience. God bless you. May goodness and mercy chase after you all the days of your life.